Star Wars 7x7 episode 900. 900 episodes. Well, sort of. And I'll explain that in a moment. But today I'm talking about the uncanny valley and the future of Star Wars. Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Alan's co-host from the Expanded Comicverse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, a daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And yeah, this whole 900 episode thing. So there's a little bit more to the story. I feel like there should be a little asterisk and some fine print that goes along with it. For those of you who have heard this story before, I promise I'll make it brief. And for those of you new to the podcast, well, here is the deal in brief. Because of the fact that iTunes likes to have a few episodes in the bank when they launch your podcast, we actually went live with four episodes on July 7th of 2014. And what's more is that there have been bonus episodes here and there throughout the course of these two plus years that I've been doing the podcast. Most of that has happened during Celebration Anaheim and Celebration Europe, though we have also done bonus episodes that broke down trailers as they were released for The Force Awakens and for Rogue One. And for all our new listeners here, the we when I say it, well, that's a verbal tick. The 900 episodes and change I still haven't been able to shake. It's me. It is me behind the mic for the production, for the publication, for the ideation. You name it, it's on me. It's not always only me, of course. You know, we get Scorekeeper Declan and Quizmaster Joe on for the trivia challenges, and we've had a number of tremendous interviews this year and last year as well. But this being the 900th numbered episode, I gotta say, as I've been approaching 900, I've really been just kind of keen to blow past it because at this rate, I'm so close to 1,000, it's almost insane. March 30th of 2017 will be the day that I publish my 1,000th numbered episode. I guess at this rate, it'll be episode 1,018 maybe, and that's assuming that we don't get any sort of special thing about episode 8 between now and then. Kathleen Kennedy did say in an interview recently that we're not going to see anything about Episode 8 until they get into the springtime because they want to give Rogue One some room to breathe. And that makes perfect sense, especially with the way that they handled the ending of the push for The Force Awakens and rolled right into the first trailer for Rogue One in April of this year. And of course... Celebration Orlando is happening April 13th through 16th, so I think we know exactly when we're going to see a first trailer for Episode 8. The big question is, will they tell us the subtitle of the movie before they give us the trailer, or will we get them both concurrently? That is an interesting proposition. I don't know. Uh, Considering how fast they came out with the Rogue One trailer after the DVD release of The Force Awakens... I think there's a possibility we could get the subtitle first and before we get the trailer. So, I don't know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So please do chime in at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Now, since I am of a mind to just kind of look past 900, I figured maybe a good way to look at 900 would be to look at the future of Star Wars. And I think nothing is so indicative of one of the potential future storylines of Star Wars at least the meta storyline, the storyline that we as fans are going to be talking about. I think probably one of the biggest ones has to be the use of CGI. And this would be the obligatory spoiler warning point. 
So if you haven't yet seen Rogue One and you don't want anything spoiled for you, then this would be an ideal time to stop the podcast and save it for later. Stop what you're doing. I mean, if you're driving, just hit pause and wait until you get to a stoplight before you do something about it, you know. <laughs> don't get arrested. And yeah, I think I've probably given everybody who is listening enough time to stop if they need to stop. And for the rest of you listening, if you are game to continue on, then let's continue on. So the CGI I'm talking about has to do with the insertion of Governor Tarkin and Princess Leia into Rogue One, of course. There are two other characters that made surprise appearances in Rogue One, but they were not actually CGI recreations. Specifically, I'm talking about Red Leader and Gold Leader in the giant space battle that happened at the end of Rogue One. And yes, indeed, they were the same Red Leader and Gold Leader that you heard in A New Hope. It turns out that as Gareth Edwards was rooting around doing research at Lucasfilm for Rogue One, he stumbled upon archival footage, including deleted scenes and other unused footage from the original Star Wars that included Red Leader and Gold Leader. And so there was a bit of magic done by ILM to take that footage, which actually hadn't been digitized at that point, and slice the actors out of their cockpits and insert them into cockpits for Rogue One. So even though they have been digitally inserted from 1977, they are not, in fact, CGI recreations the way Tarkin and Leia are. Now, of all the things being discussed about Rogue One right now, I dare say this is the most contentious. And even then, I'm not seeing a heck of a lot of contention, as it were. I'm not seeing people screaming to the heavens that they never should have done this or anything like that. I'm seeing more back and forth of, I didn't like it, I liked it, I thought it worked, I thought it didn't, I thought this looked good, I thought this looked weird, that sort of thing. As far as my take on this goes, well... First of all, I think Lucasfilm actually had to do this from a business perspective. Specifically, Industrial Light and Magic had to do this from a business perspective. Literally, they were sort of behind the curve on this one. There's a company called Lola VFX. And unless you're in the industry, I guess it's probably one that you have likely never heard of before, or unless you're watching the technical awards in their entirety when they're given out for the Academy Awards, because Lola VFX is the company that Marvel was working with for the de-aging of Michael Douglas in Ant-Man, the young Robert Downey Jr. in the Captain America Civil War movie, and I just found out that they even worked on making the wimpy Chris Evans Steve Rogers character in the original Captain America, the first Avenger. That was the one that really blew my mind, actually, the wimpy Chris Evans thing. I thought that maybe they had done it through some weird camera trick thing, like how they made all the Hobbit actors appear small compared to all the adult actors in Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies and so forth. But wimpy Chris Evans, that was five years ago. And yeah, it was different also because... I had no investment in Chris Evans, and so the idea of seeing a wimpy Chris Evans versus a stacked Chris Evans, you know, that was just like, oh, just that's some sort of camera trick or some other thing that happened. Whereas when you de-age somebody like Michael Douglas or Robert Downey Jr., then your brain is brought into it, and you're asking yourself the questions, what, how is this possible, what? And it takes you out of the story, at least the first time you see it, because it is just so startling. And I think that's partly the challenge that people are having with Tarkin and Leia in Rogue One. I don't think it's the entirety of the challenge, but I do think it plays a role. I mean, you know, the first time Tarkin turns around, I mean, 
Star Wars fans, like, we know Peter Cushing died in 1994, and supposedly his estate gave permission for something like this. I mean, I read that on the internet, so it must be true. I mean, of course, they would have to give us permission for something like this to happen. There's no other way it would work. But they had a different guy play Tarkin with makeup and whatnot, Wayne Pygram. I'm sorry, Wayne, if I'm mispronouncing your name. He played Tarkin in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and yeah, they could have recast the role, sure, but... Lucasfilm, and specifically Industrial Light and Magic, is kind of behind the curve compared to Lola VFX, which has been doing amazing stuff like this for five years. So it wouldn't surprise me to learn if somewhere in the past two years there was a conversation between executives at Lucasfilm and ILM where Lucasfilm folks said, hey, Governor Tarkin is in the script for Rogue One, so we're going to give Wayne a call. And the ILM folks said, uh, no, don't do that because we've got some catching up to do. And Lola VFX is not the only company out there doing this. You may have heard of Weta Digital as being tied to Peter Jackson for his Tolkien movies. They actually recreated Paul Walker for Furious 7. Of course, Paul Walker had died tragically in a car accident during the production of the movie. And with a combination of archival footage and CGI molded on the frames of two of Walker's brothers, they were able to complete the film with Walker's apparent presence. As for Rogue One, I guess you could say there was a similar process in that there was a body double, a body frame, if you will, in the personage of Guy Henry, who you might know better as having played in the Harry Potter movies, Pious Thickness. But so far, there's been no official announcement about who did the voice of Tarkin in the movie. I've seen some discussion suggesting that it was not Stephen Stanton, who is the person who did Tarkin's voice in Star Wars Rebels. Stanton actually did the voice of Admiral Raddus in Rogue One, but of course that doesn't mean that he can't do more than one voice. So that remains a mystery at this point. I don't think they pieced together archival dialogue and created it. That would seem awkward enough as it is. And speaking of awkward stuff, let's talk about this Uncanny Valley business. So here's the official definition of that. It's a phrase used in reference to the phenomenon whereby a computer-generated figure or humanoid robot bearing a near-identical resemblance to a human being arouses a sense of unease or revulsion in the person viewing it. So that's the other part of why some folks are having some difficulty with Rogue One and Tarkin's insertion into it. To say nothing about Leia who spends a fraction of the time on screen that Tarkin does, and yet is still garnering these similar types of remarks. Doesn't look right, looks fake, looks weird, whatever. Now, like Tarkin, there was an actor on set to play Princess Leia, at least to act as sort of the frame for Princess Leia, and this is apparently a Norwegian actress named Ingvil Dila, as far as the voice goes. Well, she only says one word, which is hope, and there's been no indication of a voice actor for her either. However, I would call your attention to the hologram that she recorded for Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars, and the last line of that is, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. So I'm wondering if they sourced that word hope from the audio in the original Star Wars. And that would be on a par with what they did with taking a slice of Obi-Wan's dialogue from A New Hope and inserting it into the Force back, you know, that flashback scene in The Force Awakens that Rey has, where the word afraid is spoken by Alec Guinness somewhere in A New Hope, and they just took out the Rey part of it and used that in the Force back audio. Back to the original point, though. Now that Lucasfilm and ILM have crossed this bridge, I think we have seen just the beginning of CGI characters, recreated characters, appearing in Star Wars movies. Now, it's notable that they actually cast 
Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover to play Han and Lando in the Han and Lando movie that's coming out in 2018. So we know that they're not going to try to digitally create those two iconic characters. However, I think that it's entirely possible they could decide to recreate Han and Lando, say for example, in an episode 8 situation. If they needed to do a flashback scene of any kind, then yeah, you could pull that off with a leading actor. I don't think we're at the point where a leading actor could actually go through an entire movie as a main character and be CGI digitally recreated. But in a supporting role, certainly. And it brings up the question, is it possible that we might see a recreated Alec Guinness as a Force ghost, or will they just have Ewan McGregor do it if he shows up as a Force ghost in Episode 8 or 9? And speaking of Star Wars actors who have passed away, there's, of course, the great Christopher Lee, who passed away in 2015. And... Yeah, a host of other minor characters. Uh, Bruce Boa, who played General Rykian. I mean, that's a character that you could see pop up somewhere and be digitally recreated. But I think what we're more likely to see is actors that are older now, de-aged to give them that youthful luster, if you will. So this is what I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, number one, what characters do you think are most likely to appear in an upcoming Star Wars movie, de-aged, as it were, and what character or characters do you think are likely to appear in a Star Wars movie who are played by actors who have passed away already? So please do share your thoughts in the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. Now... It is the 900th episode, numbered at least, and so I do have stuff I'm giving away to celebrate. So I've mentioned it already on an episode earlier this week, and I'm going to give you the full scoop one more time after the break. So stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you. Audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. Here is the deal on that giveaway. I mentioned it back on episode 897. The gist is this. The fine folks at Fandango sent me $25 gift cards, seven of them in fact, it would figure, right? And they are special Rogue One commemorative gift cards, and I am giving them away. And all you have to do to be entered to win one is to leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. As far as the fine print goes, you have to be at least 18 years old and a U.S. resident, and you have to have your review up and online no later than 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on December 24th, just before Santa arrives. The seven winners of the gift cards will be chosen at random from all of the reviews that are on iTunes at that point, and I will announce the winners on the Tuesday, December 27th show. That will be episode number 907 for those of you keeping score at home. So if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on iTunes, then by all means, please do and enter to win a $25 Rogue One commemorative gift card. And yeah, if I'm not clear about that, that's 25 bucks that you get to spend on Fandango to buy movie tickets to see Rogue One again. Or if you really need to cleanse the palate with collateral beauty, then, you know... Uh, more power to you. I'm not telling you what you have to see, but yeah, you'll probably want to go see Rogue One again, wouldn't you? 
So thank you very much, as always, for listening. Whether you're making it a daily ritual or whether you're downloading a week's worth of time and binging it that way, however you like to listen to Star Wars 7x7, thank you so much for doing it wherever in the world you may be. I'm looking forward to continuing the journey with you on the march to our 1,000th episode together on March 30th, 2017. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get set up for your attack run, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not three marks at 210, it's Destiny Unleashed. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. Is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.